Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Project Do It Yourself podcast. This episode is sponsored by Project Do It Yourself. Follow us on Instagram at Project Do It Yourself. Today, I'm here with Patrick. Patrick, would you be able to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Patrick, a DIY guy. Been doing random projects all around wherever I'm at for my parents and stuff. Awesome, and where are you located? Right now I'm in DC, gonna be locating back to New Jersey. That's great. So you worked on a custom desk for your office space? So built a desk for my mom over wintertime because she didn't have an area to work in for working from teleworking all this time. So she has a nice bay window where would have been perfect for a desk because there's a bunch of light that comes in from that window. So decided over the wintertime, I was home for the holidays and just built her a desk that custom fit at uh, like... It's like a half hexagon area, so pretty custom to that size. How long did it take you to do this custom desk? It took quite a while just because that was probably the, one of the biggest projects I've worked on through woodworking at least. And it was definitely doing or trying to figure out to do certain things that I did, haven't done before. So one of the biggest challenges I would say was the way that the frame of the desk was made because I'd never seen anyone, not too many desks to have a like the half hexagon style, but keep that ha- half, like the, the trapezoidal frame. Most frames that I've seen like online and all the inspirations I was looking at were all very square. And I didn't like that because it would take away from the leg space. Look for other inspirations. And eventually I found an inspiration that I saw somewhat online, but completely didn't follow that, but got me to the direction that I wanted to go. Okay. You're saying you took a novel approach to the design of this desk and that sort of affected the way that your implementation went? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Honestly, I think a lot of projects that I've done and everything is like on the fly, thinking about how to solve a problem. You can look online to see people's projects, but usually when you start doing your own, you always have to create your own solutions. No one problem has a single solution also. Could you walk me through then? So let's say you have the idea of this space for a desk. What are the steps you take to get from that concept to the finished product? Working within the, the bounds of what I had over there, which was the size of the area and depending on how square or how well the house was built would affect how the certain dimensions of the end product. So luckily my mom has a pretty good house and everything was pretty square. So the angles were all since we're dealing with angle, a little bit of angles, it was all 90s and 45s. So that was really fortunate, honestly. Not every area can be as nice as that. And then uh, choosing materials. Since it is woodworking, there's a ton of species of woods out there. And I, I have a small collection of like wood at my house and showed my mom like which ones are possible that she wanted to use. And she ended up choosing walnut, which is beautiful dark wood. And I would definitely recommend people using walnut for their projects. It's awesome wood. Once you finish it, it really pops and everything. So from there, sourcing materials and getting it back and then processing the lumber, which is planting it, jointing it, and cutting it down to size. And from there, slowly designing certain elements like the frame and how to attach the frame to the tabletop. There's a lot of the puzzle solving, really. Yeah. So where do you source your wood from? Usually I always try to look local from wherever I'm at. So if in DC, there's obviously like local, probably like a 30 mile radius. Since if you're in a city, it's nothing's going to usually be within the city bounds. But in the DC area, there's a few sawmills. I usually just 
Google Maps and look for sawmill or hardwood as my search terms and things usually pop up. So I like to try to find local stuff for if I'm doing something. And you, you, usually that's how I feel like most people buy lumber. I know I have a friend that he does also buy lumber online. I just personally like to go to a site, take a look at exactly what I'm buying and see exactly how much I need just in case there's say knots or something that you need to work around. Based upon your description of the process you follow, you seem to have done this a lot. How did you get into woodworking? Yeah, haven't done it that much, to be honest. It's been a few years that I've been really interested in woodworking, but it all actually started because I've always been pretty hands-on with things. And I got a car, a new car around 2010, 2011. And I realized it was expensive to get my car fixed. Like number one thing was brakes that started to go. I'm like, looking around and see how much change brakes were and looking at materials, the cost and everything. I'm like, man, this is a really expensive process. They're charging us a lot for this thing. And then started Google searching on uh, YouTube for like how to change my brakes and how to do all these things. So that was my first car. So I got really into cars and doing maintenance on my own car, maybe some modding. But that led to me to my second car, which then I decided to lower the car. But once I lowered my car, the car was too low to get a jack under very easily. So that led me to try to build my own car ramps. And that led me to buying a table saw out of the blue. It was a used table saw and highly recommend anyone getting into DIY or anything. Look for used tools because I think that saves you money and lets you get your feet wet before you decide to buy anything new and such. But yeah, so once I got that table saw, really got went down the rabbit hole of looking up how to woodwork and what projects I could do using wood. And from there, kept piling it on and really got into woodworking and just all any anything that can be made out of wood, I tried to do it myself. That's really neat. So you seem to really enjoy woodworking. What is, what's the reason you think you enjoy it the most? I think it's mainly the aspect of creation, like hand creation and before I say anymore, as a kid, I loved the smell of the lumber yards or like in Home Depot or Lowe's when you go to that lumber section, love that smell. So something innate in me always enjoyed woodworking or the aspect of lumber and such. That kind of always has been in me, but then also the ability to create something from nothing almost, like just raw material and then create something out of it, something useful or something beautiful out of it is been always a huge uh, attraction to me. So woodworking has been my medium of doing that and I really enjoy it. That's neat. Yeah. I think that's actually similar to what people feel about programming because that you can create something out of nothing and and build it and be creative. It's just interesting to hear that comparison. When did you finish this, uh, this desk? So I started probably in November and finished it around mid January. I took that much time just because there was other projects like house projects and stuff that I was helping out with. So if I just focused solely on that, it would have been taking a little bit less time for sure. Of course. What do you think are some lessons learned? Or what would you do differently next time? So I bought a machine, uh, a jointer, which is, makes a reference face flat on wood. I bought a used jointer and that thing required a little bit of restoration. And I had it for a little while, but I never restored it. And when I started this project, I realized I really needed it because processing that lumber really required a larger jointer than I had at the, that was working. So definitely uh, spend some time making your machines work. Otherwise, it makes things a lot harder and takes a lot more time to do something. So that's the one 
big lesson that I learned, but I actually ended up buying lumber almost twice just because the first place I went to, they sold air dried lumber. And that's just leaving, once you saw the wood, you just leave it outside to dry. But I knew I didn't have enough of it. So I went to another sawmill to buy some more. And his the, that guy's stuff was kiln dried, which is like a big oven for wood to dry it. And I honestly, I knew the, of the two different types of drying, but didn't really know what the effects were. So the air dried still leaves some sort of moisture in the wood. There's always going to be moisture in the wood, but the kiln dry takes out a lot more moisture out of the wood. But if you were to mix those two single project, let's for instance say on the tabletop, they will shrink and expand at different rates and could cause cracking in your tabletop. So that was probably the best lesson that I learned without making a mistake. That's a great lesson to learn then. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Because then now I'm very happy with the project and I know it should not crack on itself because of expansion and contraction of wood. That's fantastic. It's a really cool project. Patrick, thank you so much for taking the time to talk today. Yeah, no problem. Interested in seeing Patrick's desk? Check it out on Instagram at Project Do It Yourself. Know someone who would be a good fit for this podcast? Email me at podcast at projectdoityourself.com. The theme music was written by Arlen Strassman. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.